you know who I am. But I have randomly decided to make this video because I am sick of all the false accusations and rumors and slanders that have been going around on the internet about against me. So I tell you, so I tell you for sure and for true that I am straight. I can tell, and I can tell you why from my lifetime stories, but I'll tell it to you in just a few short minutes. Anyway. <laughs> that's the that's when you know that's how you that's a you shame just threw that was probably, gold yeah it's <laughs> a shame we just the best joke <laughs> the best joke of the day that's how it goes man <laughs> folks you'll never know what it is it was so good it was really good. um actually hold on a second i think that's the ncaap with no I, I i don't know how to do this joke right now i'm tired uh -oh. it's mm. were, you, were you trying to say NAACP? Perhaps. Whomst <laughs> <laughs> among us hasn't made such a flub before. Because I wasn't I, uh, sure if you were talking about basketball or the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People's <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've worked with some really shitty guys with lifted trucks that can make a very easy joke right now. And you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, not going to do it. Um, yeah. I'm not do it. <laughs> so, Brian, Brian, let me let me go through puberty again. Brian. Ah. Oh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's 40 Minutes Dogs Barking. My name is Brian. This is Jason. Wait, shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? All right. One more time. Jason. Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're really stressed out about getting another ship stuck in the Suez Canal, but I need you to focus that right now. Wasn't me, I swear to God. <laughs> They're calling my name. Internet historian is getting a whole video ready for me. It's not me. No, but I am. Uh, uh, speaking of the Suez Canal, I am going grandma mode this week. I've decided it. <laughs> you gonna get cozy? I am. You know what? It's about that time. It's it's okay. you know, we're starting uh, summer's over. Kids are back in school. I'm working from home. I'm going to crank the AC and just go straight up grandma mode. I'm talking blankets, sweaters, the whole bit. Yeah, I'm going to have, uh, you know, Puro episodes on in the background there instead of a podcast, you know, and maybe Murder, She Wrote if I'm feeling spicy. Matlock. Matlock. Yeah. Perry Mason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Ooh, Perry Mason. There you Perry go. Perry Mason, yeah. Gosh, yeah, you're just uh you're just going for it. So what what are we doing? What is this? What's the show called? <laughs> Who are called we? You know what? That's an existential question of which I have really I don't have an answer for you right now, but I do know that my name is Jason and yours is Brian. I swear to God it is. And uh, the show is called 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking. It's a show about the internet and uh, everything else that comes with it. And getting so, old and being white and feeling yep. the essence of life slowly escaping through your fingers. And, you know, like I work with these Zoomer kids. They're just like, your, your taste in music's really funny. And it's like, listen here, you little shit. You don't even know who <laughs> Billy Woods is. 
Like, don't act surprised that, like, I know who Grimes is, motherfucker. I was there when the magic was written. So something else that happened this week, uh, aside from me going grandma mode, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, it's like I'm going through puberty. Now what the hell has happened to me? I mean, listen, man, I'm still, I'm like, I just locked in this room at the book depository. I don't know what time I got. <laughs> let's, let's cut the funny business, Jason. Let's get, straight, let's get straight to the goods. The reason right. why our 20 listeners listen to 48 minutes of dogs barking. Excuse me. It is 50. Thank you very much. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Um, so <laughs> they heard they heard that there's one guy who's good at talking into the mic and the other person who has vocal fry. And we don't know which one is which at any given moment. It's going to be great. No, but uh, girl, Girls Who Code. Now, you're familiar with Girls Who Code? Um, girls Who Code. It's like you know, one of those things that uh, young women, you get them in the coding so you can get in STEM jobs. So the next generation of Bill Gates have women to sexually harass, generally speaking. Okay, yep. So you do know what it is. So uh, Yes, I've been to a computer lab. Okay. So, and, you know, my, my, uh, my kids also have gotten the, the flyers and such. Well... Here's a fun thing that just happened. Um, girls who code. Hey there, little Billy. Do you want right. a future offering unwanted back rubs? <laughs> <laughs> well, how, about, wanna... how about you learn how to code Python? Have you ever heard of a place called Little St. James? Anyway, uh, <laughs> the story here is defense manufacturer Raytheon has teamed up with girls who code to provide technical training and leadership opportunities. So. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's great. That's, that's, yeah. Listen, when <laughs> it's just what a garbage world we have. Oh, just no. like you know, it's just the real like I'm doing my part. From yeah, yeah, no, troopers. It's absolutely. Just like, yeah, it's a Heinlein like, nightmare. Are there, are there too many children in the Gaza Strip going to schools? <laughs> Not for long. Yeah, got to zero that ledger out, baby. I'm a girl, and I'm learning how to code. <laughs> Lacrosse class? No. <laughs> I'm learning how to bomb a child hospital in the middle of Yemen. Uh, so one of my favorite publications, Motherboard, who is a subset of Vice. Don't let that fool you. They actually have some good shoe leather reporting every once in a while. But Motherboard had the headlight. Had the headline for me uh, via Twitter at Motherboard. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, war crimes. So <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of war crimes, yes, I'm going to ride this out for the next two minutes. Uh, the, the segues, that is. Speaking of, of crimes. <laughs> known internet weirdo, prankster, and all-around gadfly Sam Hyde, under the character named The Candyman won a boxing match over the weekend and threatened to kill leftist streamer Hassan Piker <laughs> in public to silence. You got anyone you want to call out in the heavyweight division? Oh, you know it, lad. You know that Hassan Piker? I'm coming to kill you in Los Angeles at your house. Or in the ring. No, in real life. I'm going to stalk him and become obsessed with him and wear his makeup and his dresses and use his skin as a coat like the ancient Irish did. Well, that's your winner, Sam. Hey! Amazing. It's amazing. I, uh, I have been thinking about this quite a bit because I think the main topic of our show is kind of also trading lines of what's actually like good and funny on the internet and what's committing too much to the bear what's taking 
your focus of your attention what's taking that too far and i think sam hyde um just showing up looking like an absolutely fucking goated Shingorka, uh speaking in a, an irish accent and uh <laughs> a very bad one by the way <laughs> a very bad one it's it's good enough it's, it's good fine enough, but, it's uh, fine but what gets me is that like the dude the dude can box. I'm not saying like he's professional level, but like I've seen clip that's like a thing that he's been interested in a while for a while. And I've seen like clips of him, like where he's just kind of sparring mm. and he's not giving anyone he's sparring with like any space. Like he definitely knows he's a big ass weird looking dude and he's going to use that to intimidate you. Um, which I guess really works well if you just want to beat the shit out of like another, like someone who is, definitely in a weight class below you oh, yeah. um he got a couple really solid punches in there and uh and you know uh i mean i guess good on him because he got to threaten hassan piker on <laughs> <laughs> not in a uh, sports arena full of people which is just so weird well the uh, weirdest part was that because none of these sports fans know who the hell hassan piker is or why he's saying this he says it and the entire stadium is this eerie combination of silence, and then that murmur when you're, you know, when you're at an event, and somebody says something weird, and you turn to your friend, you kind of go, "Who the fuck is Hassan Parker?" The entire stadium full of people going, and then the announcer follows up and says, "In a video game?" <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he says, "In in the ring." Oh, in the ring. That's right. <clears throat> says in the ring. No, real life. <laughs> Oh, really? And there's this. And I think that I, I think that's what gets me is that there's that moment where he almost Sam Hyde almost drops cave fave. He has to like catch his breath. He's like, no, in real life, he didn't expect a follow up question. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. ready for it. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sam Hyde is a questionable character. And I think oh, at, he's at prob- best. At yeah, best. I mean, yeah, he's he's actually going to be the subject of a future episode. We really have to go on sure. a very, very, very deep dive. Uh, we'll with get him into that after just... he he successfully claims his kill, right, on Piker. Once we um, see it, he's confirmed it, and and, and he's escaped via like the, a convoluted the, Hitman Forty Seven, the type Sam Hyde challenge coin of <laughs> <laughs> of. But I mean, like Sam Hyde's probably as far as like comedic figures that are on the right of center. I think him and Tim Dillon are, I think are the only ones that can actually, I think claim to be genuinely funny in some way. The problem is, is that Tim Dillon, I think knows where the line is and Sam Hyde doesn't. So Sam Hyde, even though I think he is a funny individual, pretty much like everything he does, even this in many ways is you can't defend it really past the level of just like the shock and the absurdity. You can't say like, well, this is morally right. This is street, uh, you know, speaking truth to power. It's just like, that's kind of, that's kind of fucked. It makes me anxious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, he has that like shock jock thing going where it's like, I'll say anything, I'll do anything, whatever it's going to take to either get the laugh or to get you to be disgusted or whatever. It's, it's really that evolution of, of, of guys shock shock DJs from the nineties up until, you know, now and a lot of those shock guys have kind of softened a bit. I mean, even, you know, even Howard Stern's kind of taken it down a bit. I mean, he still does weird pranks and still has all the, the, the whack pack and whatnot, but, but he's definitely 
taking it down a peg. Whereas guys like Sam Hyde are like, well, how far can we go with this? Which See, is which is apparently how far you can go with it is like donating mon- money to like uh, the Stormfront like server right. costs and stuff like that. Which is, gosh, man, if that's a bit, uh, I don't think we <laughs> need that. I don't. I don't yeah. think. I'm not seeing what's funny there. No, I don't. I don't get the joke. Yeah. Yeah, and I and that's again the thing where it's like he is a pretty uh, indefensible human being morally. No, yeah. And and but every once in a while, it's just like you know what, he got me with that one. Right. Like. Which, okay, you got to admit, this shit's funny. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's how uh, that's how you know fascism sneaks in. So I, I what I'm saying is, is yeah, that we need to need... let Sam Hyde hit his his nadir, and then we just need to put him in uh, like a cage. Yep. And that's it. Oh, then he become like a martyr. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what do you? And do then there would this? be, and then there would be free Sam Hyde shirts, and you'd have it'd be a whole thing. Um. House arrest. House arrest. Well, but then he's then he's got his crew with him, and he can make videos and stuff, and it's just it's not really going to. Okay, dip. we give him a fake internet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you. I'm do liking this idea. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. Go on. And you give him all of the muscle milk he needs, so he's just like a <laughs> just <laughs> the swole fat fuck making jokes about the Turkish or something to like no one, and like. Okay. Just. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like imagining <laughs> a version of the Truman Show where it's just Sam Hyde terrorizing a bunch of <laughs> But they're all paid to be there, so they're all kind of in on it. Yeah, it's but great. they don't. No one likes this. No one's like, no, no. <laughs> just, no. He's too powerful. We can't let him out into the world, but we also can't <laughs> silence him. It's like if they uh, th- there was a bit in uh, one of the Superman comics where he kind of voluntarily goes into exile on his own kingdom come. I think it was that one. He yeah. goes into exile and he, he basically rebuilds the farm from from Smallville inside the fortress of solitude and just goes and lives there and like lives on the farm and, you know, has, has animals. So like that, but make it a prison. Right. Okay. I got it. All right. So let's see what else we got. Uh, I'm doing the fucking hack stand up comedian thing. What else? What else? What else we got uh, here, folks? What's okay. it? Are you, I'm just imagining you're just like reading the newspaper, but it's just like printouts of like MSNBC.com. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you've seen the you've seen the document. Uh, <laughs> another useless Twitter feature, which is every Twitter feature. Don't really need to dig too far into that. Circles where you can basically. I mean, they might as well have just appended the word jerk to the end of it because it's just, you know, it's going to talk to my friends. Then fucking DM them. Why do you need this, like, fake public posting shit? The circles. Idiotic. But um, no, the one thing I did see on Twitter, which I'm glad I did before the show, <laughs> was J.K. Rowling's new book is coming out. Now, of course, it's A not going to be... A new book called I'm Not Mad? Yes, yes. It's... it's <laughs> She's writing it under the pseudonym that she used for some other murder mystery spy novels, Robert Gilbraith. Um, it's a 1,200-page exegesis Ooh. about a popular YouTuber who uh, is killed by her rabid fans because she doesn't have the, the right politics or some... I mean, it's just... It is definitely, I'm not mad, you're the one who's mad, the book, and it's longer than fucking Ulysses. So. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's longer than it's longer than Dune by like six hundred pages. 
It's insanity to me. I can't, I can't imagine wanting to read that. Like it's uh, no, because like twelve hundred pages that gets to length where even like as a joke is a bit. I'm not sure if I could get through like a third of it because I don't think like American Psycho is even like three hundred pages. No, and I can, no, and that's and that's pretty. You know, that's, that yeah. Generally speaking, that. That's kind of turn. That's a pretty easy read. I don't know if J.K. Rowling really has the the fortitude to carry on for twelve hundred pages, which is which is a story or for a story that is basically a, a personal grievance, an extended one. I mean, for Christ's sake, yeah. I, I, granted, you know, I know that that the, the last uh, Harry Potter book was like what eight hundred pages, but even so, that was a bit of a slog. So yeah, you know, yeah. For, um, for what is the, ostensibly a children's book, you know, the uh, the day I met my ex girlfriend, she had just pulled an all nighter reading the last Harry Potter book, and I had never read a Harry Potter book, and I was like, "How was it?" And she was like, "It's kind of shit." They spent most of their time in a tent, and that's like all I ever knew about the last Harry Potter book for years. Yeah, she's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> she's like, it's, it's like an end. Of, she was like, the ending was good, but like most of the book is them just like hanging out in a tent, being like really emotional. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't see the appeal of that. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. So for my for my last bit of bit of what's happening on the internet business, I am in love with this idea. I'm so glad it's finally happening. The weird Al Yankovic biopic had the trailer drop this week and have you seen this have you seen this kevin have you seen my whole life all i wanted i'm afraid we found your son at a polka party just to make up new words to a song that already exists i actually just watched this uh this morning and uh i was surprised at how well it seems to be made and how Daniel Radcliffe, because hey, this is a great segue. We were just talking about Harry right, Potter. Exactly. No, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> how, like, buff he is. <laughs> like, he's little man buff, but he's buff. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. he looks like he could crack a watermelon between his thighs. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. And, you know, who's playing Madonna? That is Evan Rachel Wood from uh, Westworld. That's our. <laughs> Jeez. I, did they do something? Did they shave her jawline down? I couldn't. I, that's really her. I mean, almost no one looks like themselves. Weird Al Yankovic himself does appear in the trailer and apparently will be in the film as well as the record executive. Is there, so early two seconds of the trailer, the, the Radcliffe Weird Al kicks the door down, throws a tape, and and there's there's Weird Al himself catching it in the air and putting it in the tape deck. And uh, man, just some firecracker people in there you got yourself uh, uh um bill Hader. no fuck it's not bill Hader. it's the other one no it's the QAnon guy <laughs> it's the guy that started the campfire fires so he that his enclave of pedophiles could could mask their yeah it's that guy it's a guy from the office <laughs> Did I ever tell you that when I did... Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just drop that and be like... <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You don't know what... The... Oh, see, see, when I worked for Panera in their corporate office, we, uh, we got an email 
uh, it was a customer, it was because I was part of the customer service team. Okay. We got an email from one of the higher ups in our team. Uh, hey, this is like a basic script how you react to the people that are, what the fuck's that guy's name? I don't know. Will Forte? No. Um, Rain Wilson. Oh, okay. You played Dwight Schrute. So Rain Wilson I've... did a series of ads um, with Panera, and there was a QAnon theory that when the fires were going on in California in 2018, late 2018, that Rain Wilson was a part of an enclave of elite pedophiles that started that fire to cover their tracks because someone had gone through like Rain Wilson's um, tweet history and found jokes about like eating babies or something like that. I kid you not. And like, so that, that was like, that was for me. <laughs> In late yeah. 2018, realizing like, oh, QAnon's really going to be a problem in the next couple of years, and I'm yeah. sorry to say that I was right. But yeah, yeah. Rain Wilson is playing like uh, Doctor Demento. That's right. Yeah. Um, which that's right. I, yeah, like that's cool. I'm into that. Like he seems like he's enjoying himself. Oh, I'm glad it's not Will Ferrell. Yeah, because Will yeah. Ferrell would just scream through all of his lines. I think Rain Wilson is a little restrained, just a touch. And, yeah. It, yeah. but can do the same sort of absurdity in his delivery. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks like it'll be fine. I, it's, it's debuting on a, a channel I've never heard of before. Ah, that's the Roku channel, yes. We were talking about this offline. You were saying, oh, it would, you know, uh, asking about Roku, and I, I <clears throat> I'm not getting paid by them, I swear to God. I just got um, a lot of mileage out of the last Roku TV I had. So they're really simple, really easy to use. It's literally you put the TV up, plug it into the internet, and you put whatever streaming channels you want, and it's just one. It's all in one. So it's it's you don't have to have a dongle. You know, this, yeah, you know, that. To me, that's like for the kids and the wife. That's the that's the easiest thing in the world. Do it. Um, one other notable uh, cast member I wanted to, to to drop this one, and I'll I'll drop it in the breath mode too because it's a recommendation I want to make to you. It's an office-like show. Kinta Brunson uh, created it. It's called Abbott Elementary. Very funny. But she plays Oprah Winfrey in this. In the oh, Weird that's who that Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's Kinta Brunson. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, and it's Will Forte. I was thinking of Bill Hader, but it was Will Forte because they're both just such handsome, funny fellas um, in a small role there, too. And you've got uh, Toby Huss, who's one of those That Guy actors. And, uh, you know, just the whole wild gamut of people and i just love the fact that weird al himself is playing not only a role in it but what seems to be a role that's going to be throughout it because apparently he's the a and r or the record exec or somebody some he's big the guy guy. behind the desk yeah yeah so that's ah oh, you love to see it i'd love to see also what really struck me is that how how pretty much scene for scene it is from the old funny or die one because Funny or Die did one. Oh, um, really? I don't yeah, remember that, this. Yeah, so F- Funny or Die did a fake trailer for a movie that didn't exist. Um, and that was 2010. And you had Olivia Wilde playing Madonna. Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad, was the, the Weird Al. Uh, Mary Steenburgen was, was Weird Al's mom. Uh, Patton Oswalt played Dr. Demento, and he did the voice. He did the doctor tournament, you know, like the. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, what I like I, about about Ray Wilson's performance, and just what we've seen in the trailer is that he's not doing the Doctor Demento voice, which is a choice. 
Sure. I mean, he's got, he's got like the vibe, the kind of like the cadence of Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is all you really need. I don't think you need to do a one, one, um, reenactment of Dr. Demento, but yeah, that's, uh, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, what's really, what kind of cracks me up about this is I remember when I was a wee little boy, Mm. there being a fake, like, uh, day in the life kind of biographical oh. uh, weird owl segment that was made I, I don't know if it was made for the disney channel but i remember seeing it on the disney channel as a kid and i don't really remember too much about it but there is one gag that sticks with me the whole entire time showing the family they're about to have dinner to like the camera crew and he's like oh this is my mom this is my dad this is my little brother you know there's little riffs in there it's ball stuff and then there's like at the dinner table like an old black man dressed pretty nice but he's got like ray charles shades on and uh and you know this is my uncle like blind willie you know jeffrey jefferson or something like that (laughs) and and the guy the guy the interviewee behind the camera is like is he is he really blind and there's just like a moment of silence where the man the, the old black bluesman is just kind of like pathetically grabbing for the dinner rolls in the middle of the table. <laughs> it's oh just like, and he's like, yeah, he's really blind. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, it's just, it's stuck with me for, it'll be like probably one of those things that flash at the end of my life. It's just like an actor portraying an old blind black man, just going, just, you know, pathetically grabbing for some dinner rolls and not being able to get any, like, oh. you know, not not anything else just just that that's that's going to be the highlight reel crypto 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 my apes are gone yeah, I guess, folks, <laughs> folks, you like losing money, but uh, cockfights and uh, cockfights and, and too spicy. Can't can't fights and rigged boxing matches. <laughs> Have you lost all? Uh, yeah, do you, what's the what's the over under in Vegas on Sam Hyde? <laughs> I got a hot tip on this. Uh, I want to say twenty to one, but I don't know. It's. Uh... <laughs> There's like one guy. Have you ever, have you ever been to like the the betting rooms for like the horses? I can't horses say that I have. No, I, I, I've Vegas. never gone to I've never gone to the OTB either locally or in Vegas. When I was in Vegas, I stuck to slots. I did blackjack for like five minutes and lost a hundred bucks. I said, "Fuck this." I so yeah, think I, saw- it, <laughs> I think it was like the Golden Nugget or something. We were like wandering around Vegas. We went into. And, or we went into while we were wandering around Vegas, and I remember just kind of going into like the sports betting area. And it's just like this giant wall of TVs and like all these little tables, you know, and they've got, you know, a coaster, a lamp, and some paper, you know, some pencils and all that. And I just remember like it being all completely empty because this is like 11 in the morning on like a Tuesday. And there's just like one old guy like wearing a windbreaker, like, uh, like a at just like furiously writing down he's like looking up and he's furiously writing down and i'm just like that dude's cool he's <laughs> pretty sick uh, that guy has had a fulfilling life with no mistakes well speaking of mistakes that's right it is crypto scam of the week time and 
We are going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart. That's right, folks. We're going to be talking about DNS. No, not actually the domain name service. Not, not really. But we're talking about eth.link. So essentially what it is, and if I'm getting this right, courtesy of our friends, Web3 is going just great. Web3 is going great.com. .eth. If you see that on somebody's username, if you've seen that around, that is essentially a attempt to create a DNS-like service for Ethereum. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have dungus.eth, it's not a top-level domain, so, so you actually have to go through eth.link to get... Anyway, the long and short of it is their plan was if you have dungus or 48minutesofdogs.eth or whatever it is, .eth, if you were to put that into a browser or some sort of service where you could look it up, it would bring up you. That was essentially your identifier. Uh, much like suchandsuch.com goes through the DNS. The DNS says, yep, that's located here and points you in the right direction. It's a phone book of Ethereum. That's, that's the easiest way I can, I can think of to put it. I think that's a pretty apt description, at least for, <laughs> for, for folks like us. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, according to ENS underscore DAO, ETH.link is down. So any, any person trying to go to ENSDAO.ETH would be having problems. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And if, continuing on from them, and I'm quoting here now, unfortunately, the name is owned by Virgil Griffith who is currently unavailable. And here's the, here's the real kicker. And despite help from his lawyer, <laughs> we've been unable to obtain access to his registrar account to renew the name. So eth.link is just a regular top-level domain like you would have on any site, you know, twitter.com, mm-hmm. such and such. You go through that, and then that separates out what your IP addresses are and, and whatnot. GoDaddy is the hosting service that provides that registration. It tells the DNS services all around the world that anytime that someone's looking for eth.link, that this is where you go. Well, if your domain registration lapses, then that link no longer is trustworthy because then it's unregistered. And that's like if you filed the, the, you know, the numbers off your house and then told someone <laughs> to go there. It wouldn't know where to go. Right, nothing, wind up. Points, nothing points to it. Right. So GoDaddy has basically said that this domain is not going to be part of their, their thing. It says the registration expired, domain's going through standard life cycle, and it's going to be back on the registry by the 5th of September, absent a renewal by the current registrant who... If you notice, someone said on the advice of his lawyer, that's right, the gentleman in question is in prison. Brian, what is he in prison for? He's in prison for uh, allegedly, or well, I guess he's been convicted. So he's in yeah. prison for uh, a, being uh, a man who helped uh, North Korea evade uh, sanctions. Yes, uh, the very same is, sanctions that we talked about in a previous episode. Those very about, same uh, ones. Tornado cash. Yes. yes. Man, Juche is getting all my boys locked up. 
messing me up over here. So, <laughs> yeah, so so per ENS DAO, if the name expires and is acquired by someone with ill intent, which, given the crypto space, is highly likely, the damage via phishing could be substantial. Update your links, alert your users. Watch out, folks. Anytime you see .eth, don't even mess with it. Go directly to the person. Just play it safe out there if you're in the crypto space and you're messing with Ethereum and you're using the Ethereum name service. Yeah, this is uh, this is quite a boondoggle on a number of levels, but like everything yeah. with crypto, when it goes, when it goes, <laughs> when it goes bad, bad <laughs> you really start seeing the ripples because I've seen people brag about on Twitter that they had like, you know, like Will Smith dot... Uh, <laughs> is it dot eth or dot yeah. ens okay it's dot e- I, I've, I've, it's hard getting all keeping all this bullshit together yeah um, ens is just the service so it's not sure. actually so the dot eth like having like will smith dot eth or like <laughs> baba booey dot eth or something like that and like bragging about like oh no i bought this for you know five figs and i bet i can flip it to like the real celebrity for multiples of that and i gotta mm-hmm. think like those guys are probably feeling pretty stupid right now. So um, this is this is another fire sale. Yeah, this is another sure. Virgil that you can't get a hold of via email. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Jokes. we got jokes. We got jokes here on the show tonight. It's the same joke, but we love it. We keep doing God. it. So <laughs> email Virgil Griffith if you have complaints about that issue. <laughs> God, crypto sucks. Oh, um, really do, do we want to talk? Really do we want to talk about um, the Ethereum guys? Fucking massive hog. Oh, dude, this one's all you. I couldn't even get through the whole thing. <laughs> Take so, me to church, baby. Tell me what you got. So, there's a photo that's been going around for a couple of days of uh, Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin. Uh, who is a very uh, sinewy, bony, comp sci looking guy. And yeah. he is probably, I don't, he is probably one of the few people in crypto that I don't think really have like some weird ulterior motive to like do anything than just be like a tech nerd. Like, I don't think he has like aspirations like Elon Musk or anything like that. I think he just wants to like do computer shit because mm. like he has um, a public wallet address that is known to anyone who can look for it. And there are many projects that have been like, oh, we're, we're going to burn half of our supply by sending it to, you know, Vitalik's wallet because he never touches it. And so he ended up having a wallet that was, uh, you know, last year that was worth like billions and billions of dollars. And uh, one particular project, uh, Shiba Inu, uh, he took that money and started selling it are transferring it to other people and one of them was like a what had to have been like a scam charity in india ran by another crypto bro and stuff like that but um so this is a guy that's technically has a net value of, of quite a lot of money um but doesn't seem really interested in it and i don't know if that is like a thing that he's not greedy or he has a certain set of ethics and morals that that touching that money would not allow 
but mm-hmm. he's just kind of an odd character and he's just kind of the what you think of like an awkward computer nerd in this day and age and there is a photo of him posing with a young lady outside uh, like on a patio and it looks like the Mr. VB himself has a, a fucking uh, John Hamm-esque dog. <laughs> yeah. The guy's packing. <clears throat> it looks like it looks like at least you, you think that's a twelve. You think my man's working with twelve inches down there? No, 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 no. No. Hold on. Let me let me zoom in with my <laughs> my forensic tools. All right, here. there, Barnacle Jim. You being I the checker checker right now? I am I, right now because you asked because you asked that question. Uh, I'd say eight to ten tops maybe nine yeah depends on if he's cut i mean there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of questions if he's got that ant ear or not yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah so here's here's my other yeah, thing I, I, you know you know listen you're wondering if ethereum can run over 2500 i'm wondering how big vb's dick is we are not the same not the same no we are yeah. not uh, here's my thing though i immediately clocked this photo as weird though because mm-hmm. if you look at the and, and I'm going over this like I got like I'm in fucking CSI, but if you look at the front, <laughs> if you look at the front, actually like no one's hog does that that like, goes to the side like that, because the way it's it's not a tent straight out, right? He's not properly side piping. No, he's wearing on his left, which we know is the way to go because that's if you're right-handed, you wear on the opposite side. So he's mm-hmm. wearing on. I'm only assuming right-handed again, just because so few uh, people are left-handed. So he's wearing on his left, but man, there's a distinct bulge before the side pipe starts that makes me think that he was stuffing. I don't know that he's. I don't know if that's natural hog. I th- I'm thinking that's a fakie. You thinking? You thinking my? You thinking my dude's trying to uh, pull one over on us? Oh yeah. Well, it gets it gets even deeper the weirdness of this perfect phrasing by the way <laughs> it gets it gets this, deeper this is this is not a shallow I topic can, we're I hitting the give... back walls <laughs> i can give you of this subject this. here yeah yeah oh you can see it uh in my stomach anyways oh my God. we can cut that one if you'd like no <laughs> no way no fucking way so there no. is so if we look at VB as kind of like the weird tech savant person that just seems to be interested in the world that he has created and just doesn't really, again, he's not, I don't think he's trying to put people on Mars. I think he's mm. just trying to find a different way to transmit value through data, through the blockchain, mm. um, which is not, you know, I guess there's worse things you could do with your life. Most mm. certainly uh, he's not, you know, clubbing baby seals. He's not trying to sell Cutco knives. You know, he's just being That's a fair. geek. Yes. But there is another man named Richard Hart who is kind of like the John McAfee of, mm. of crypto. Richard wow, Hart man. is very, yeah. Richard Hart is very flashy, has very bad taste in clothing, he likes to twerk on empty stages and you know $8,000 Versace tracksuits that look like something you'd buy at like the the bootleg store at the mall that's dying um it's just he he's very gaudy 
Um, he's very vain. It's, it's very obvious that he is trying to make up for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, very insecure, definitely in comparison to people like uh, VB. Um, but Richard is behind a blockchain called Hex. Mm-hmm. Um, or a crypto project named Hex, like, and a future blockchain is going to be based off of Ethereum. I guess that would be like a layer two uh, called Pulse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have made really good money speculating off of Hex. Um, Richard Hart is one of them. And Richard Hart, uh, a month or two ago, someone asked him uh, what the size of his penis was. He responded very candidly that he had a red can-sized PP. A a a what? A Red Bull can. Ah, okay. Which makes you, uh, you know, and that's about what, six and a half. That's not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. A, but, but but you know, here's the thing: there are. We think of what like the normal can you can go grab off the shelf. When you're on the middle of a three-day bender and you're at Quick Trip and you smell like cigarettes and uh, pump cheese, um, you're you're not. When you go over to the energy drinks, you're not you're not going over. When you go to reach for the the Red Bull, you're not going for the the regular size can. You're probably going for that big motherfucker. So yeah, it, you know. Okay. And yeah. here's the thing too. There's also a step down. There's like a four and a half ounce like Red mm. Bull can. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he really should have, like, t- like if I were Richard Hart... <laughs> Specify. I would say Monster Ultra Zero. <laughs> you know, first of all, first of all, I would have got one of my very expensive watches. In the <laughs> I would have been holding a Red Bull can near my crotch, like it were my 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 Magnum dong, and that's how I would have been like, oh, it's like a, it's like a it's like a Red Bull can because now there's a speculation: is it the, the regular Red Bull cans? You got you got the yeah. big one, or has he got the tiny one? What's he packing? So, um, you know, just some weird shit going on with crypto dudes and their penises right now. Isn't there always though? I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, metaphorically, I guess it could, you know, it could be seen speaking, as... Speaking of weird people in the internet... Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Ah, oh, gosh. So, I'm so by, glad... By popular I, demand, by the way. We, 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 yeah, we I'm, got so a, glad that, I'm so glad there are 50 listeners in their alt <laughs> accounts on Twitter <laughs> voted uh, talking about Chris Chan over San High. I am ecstatic. Ah, uh, uh, God. I can't. I know the pain is real, and and I feel you because I I really have a hard time talking about Chris Chan too. That that was probably poor decision making on my part, and I'm here to pay the price. So yes, we are talking about. And let me make sure I get this right, because the last thing we want is to get things wrong on this show. Christine Weston, <laughs> Christine Weston Chandler, age forty. Vlogger forty now. They are they are forty now. Vlogger, artist, musician, and cult leader, known for creating the web comic series Sonichu, which is of course a combination of Sonic the Hedgehog and Pikachu from Pokemon. Why the hell are we talking about Christine Weston Chandler? Well, because aside from, and I think we mentioned this in a previous episode, aside from somebody like Dan Quinn, or aside from somebody like, God, I can't even think of a second uh, example. There, there are other people 
around this time frame that uh, were laser focused on by people from something awful, particularly FIAD uh, or 4chan or any, any, you know, similar websites. I'm sure there was shit like this from like, you know, the Maddox forums or some shit. But none of them are still in the limelight. You may, you know, you may hear the name Boxy or you heard about, you know, uh, Creepy Chan or any one of these people that were obsessively fixated upon. But 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 Christine mm-hmm. Chandler, I feel like it's, it is very unique just in the fact that because she's on the spectrum, and that much we do know for sure, that there's so much where... Obvious, obvious things that you or I would say, okay, this is just somebody messing with me. She falls for them over and over and over again, which of course creates an intense cycle of action, reaction, and so forth. One of the most documented people on the internet. There is an entire wiki's worth, and I'm scrolling through it now, and I'm not even past the front. There's an entire wiki's worth of information on this one person. And I'm not talking about Kiwi Farms, because Keffels is working on taking Kiwi Farms down. Good on you. Because Kiwi Farms, let's be honest, is essentially a site designed to mock those people. It is like the worst parts of Something Awful forums and the worst part of 4chan distilled into one entity. Hello from the future. After a long bloody battle, the mighty Keffels, first of her name, has completed her quest and slain the Kiwi Farms website. We now return you to the Christian episode already in progress. I've only ever browsed Kiwi Farms a handful of times, and it is just the 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 anger, the disdain, the vileness. It's 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 pretty amazing. Just like, do these people not have? anything better to do like seriously like going out and staring at the sun is (laughs) better than trying to find nudes of peter coffin's ex-wife or some shit like that right march 17th 2000 pre-transition christine created the comic series sonichu in a graphic design class because they wanted to use sonic and pikachu the teacher said that's copyright infringement so they said okay sure we're gonna do that it was created to be a CD cover for the band Christian and the Hedgehog Boys. It did release two, I didn't even know this, two albums called Christian and the Hedgehog Boys and Christian and the Hedgehog Boys Come Back were released in 2003 and 2009. So I was really into reading Fiad, Fuck You and Die on the Something mm. Awful forums when I was a like 19-year-old edgelord. Mm. And... um. You know, like Dan Quinn was really interesting, and there was other people. I mean, there was people on the, the other people that posted on the something awful forums. There was, you know, you find out that this guy that was really lame that posted in GBS was like posting on like the foot fetish thread and like one of like the sex DVD rip forums and all that shit, like. Just, you know, like internally, something awful was its own combustion engine of just like infamy and hate and trolling. Right. But um, I think it was Chris Chan. I remember mm-hmm. the initial thread, and it's a thread that's discussed in the uh, Behind the Bastards episodes about mm-hmm. Chris Chan that was kind of like, I remember like reading this and kind of like getting my chuckles 
But there was mm. kind of a moment where I was like, I think this is too cruel. Yeah. Because there would be like people on YouTube that Fiat would get into with it. And I just remember there was like this one guy that called uh, an atheist engineer, mathematician, magician. And he was probably on the spectrum. And, and uh, Fiat definitely got his goat. And, you know, he fell for it. But I think that was a learning lesson for him. And I don't mm. think he let it happen more than a few times where uh, Chris Chan, I feel like they, this was a person that could not be saved from themselves. Mm. And I think you had a situation where a lot of people were kind of, I think probably with me where there, and I think there were people that posted in that thread being like, yeah, this is funny and interesting, but like we probably shouldn't like interact with this person or make their life any harder or any worse. Mm. And I think that was the general vibe, but there were definitely people in FIAD and there were definitely people in 4chan that really wanted to see how much havoc can we have with this person that is basically just shows all of where their ouches, everything that hurts, everything that they are going to react to. Um, and so this was kind of like the, for me, like Christian was kind of like, uh, I think being on the internet kind of sucks. <laughs> like not just yeah. like what, Chris Chan was then and is now, but just like, I don't, this isn't funny to me. And mm -hmm. past a certain point, I mean, there was like, um, uh, there was, I think someone from 4chan made like a fake letter. It did a very convincing fake letter from Shigeo Miyamoto to Chris Chan, basically like threatening legal action. If you don't like, if you uh, don't stop making uh, Sonic Chew character or Ugh. Sonic Chew art, which I thought that was actually kind of funny, but there was just like fucking with this like person's like not just fucking with this person and how they interact with the fucking computer. It's like how this person interacts with the world mm -hmm. like that. I mean, and I don't think Chris Chan would have like turned out a good person. No, but yeah. but I don't think Chris Chan would have turned out as like this just this awful human being that's been basically trolled to interacting with the world in a very callous and uh, exploitative way. Yeah, I mean, over and over and over again over the course of the past twenty years. And the, 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 the I think it's I think two thousand seven is when it really started because that's when that's when Chris Chan started to. Um, interact with it a, a little bit of you know somebody posts a, a 4chan thing where it's like oh look at this weird comic I found or something and that usually doesn't lead anywhere but there was a site called Encyclopedia Dramatica Encyclopedia Dramatica mm -hmm. was a kind of an alternative wiki but it was full of you know hate speech and all this I mean it was it was it's it's a trash place to go you'd never want to be there and you especially don't want to find out that there's an encyclopedia dramatica page about you I was exactly what happened <laughs> I would I would most certainly say that if you have an encyclopedia dramatica page about you and it is not flattering then there's some to where it's just like this is just an explanation of a meme or just an explanation of a website. Sure. If there's one where it's like a detailed explanation of why like you are are hose bag, yeah. Like I would I would recommend going outside. Yeah. And, and it, just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, just let it <laughs> let it rot. But Christian, unfortunately, being the way they are, took it personal. Um, responded with videos demanding the page be taken down. Um, but then it really snowballed because, again, 
Christian started to upload things to that website that was actively hatefully talking about them to prove they were straight, including pornographic drawings of themselves fingering someone. Right. I think one of these... And this was a real person. This was a real person that they were attracted to. Uh, and they just cut him out of their life. Why would you go? And 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 I know why because the because Chris Chan has mental problems. That's just that's how someone who has this very rigid way of thinking will react. They'll say, "Well, this thing says I'm I'm gay and I'm not, and here's proof." And the proof is a drawing of you doing hand stuff with someone who didn't feel that way about you did not consent to that drawing i believe was uh, rightfully mortified yes. when they found out that these drawings existed right <sighs> then uh it's just every time someone from online would troll this chan into doing whatever i mean okay give out information that happens even in non-trolling situations i'll accidentally say something on this show that I'll have to go back and edit later because I'm like, ah, oh, it's a little too much information. Um, you know, but the length to which these other people went to mess with him were also insane. They created an entire fake person, an early example of catfishing. They created an entire Basically, fake yeah. girlfriend for for Chris Chan to have. Um, the And this was all in order to get Chris Chan's most prized possession the Sonichu medallion, a lot of memes and drawings you'll see of Chris Chan at the time will be of this one particular outfit, uh, which is like a red and blue striped polo shirt with a white collar. And you'll see this medallion, which is the character Sonichu on a medallion that's meant to sort of look like the cover of Sonic and Knuckles. Mm -hmm. So, So they wanted to get the medallion. Who these trolls were were really dedicated to getting this medallion. So they created this entire scenario with the entire fake girlfriend, and just it, it, eventually they did get it and destroyed it. And and I mean, just the more you read about this, the more sickening it becomes. Not in so much as what was done to Christian. A lot of it was insane just but also their reaction to the world around them was also equally insane but you never hear about these people that created entire fake online personalities you don't know who any of them are but you know every you don't know, you don't know who Christian. blue spike is or right what was ivy o'neill another one yep blanca weiss none of the you know blanca weiss by the way i love that white white uh, amazing <laughs> Um, but yeah, just uh, Blue Spike, right? And then they, they um, oh God, yeah, Blue Spike was probably the worst um, because Blue Spike essentially entrapped Chris Chan into having phone sex and then revealed that Blue Spike was 13. They convinced Chris Chan to perform sexual acts on themselves uh, and, and just saying yeah. racial slurs. I mean, just... there, There is a, a great as far as just like a, a really condensed explanation of the bizarreness of Chris Chan, there's a, a come town 
episode where <laughs> where Nick Mullen explains to Stav the essence of Chris Chan and Stav the whole entire time. I, I, I think Stav in his weird Greek mind has never understood that you could be trolled like that in the internet or that even that Christian Western or Christian Western Chandler ever existed. And so there's, mm-hmm. it's just all these things that Nick's explaining like yeah like putting like the uh like jerking off into a soda and then drinking it and stuff and like the whole entire stuff was like no mm. no way ah just like just, it just, it'd be like it would be like telling a cave it would like be trying to explain uh goatsy to a caveman and just be like oh yes. ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know it's just just uh i think this was for i think a lot of people the beginning of the idea of being terminally online to yeah. Chris Chan and the way that people interacted with them. Um, yeah, this isn't like, uh, I guess there's shit that's like funny, like in the same way Sam High is funny in that it's just so absurd and, and uh, you can't believe it's happening right. or it has happened, but it just sucks. I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of weird that this weird autistic person got kicked out of their college for uh, their community college because uh, the dean got uh, didn't like that they were walking around with signs looking for boyfriend-free girlfriend or something like that. A love quest, yes, that's love part of the quest. <laughs> and so apparently Chris Chan would make videos of in uh, Soul Calibur, Soul Blade or whatever, Soul Calibur, where Voldo, they were playing as Voldo and were like, just being the shit out of a create character it was supposed to look like the dean like yeah on some <laughs> level <laughs> you're just like that's so fucking weird it's 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 hard not to have like a really anxious chuckle about but then you realize this isn't like a movie or right. comic book or tv this is real life like after that first blush you're kind of like oh this is there's some really heavy and dark implications behind all of this. And, yeah, it, um, it, it becomes this cavalcade of tragedies because, but a lot of them are self-inflicted, and that's what gets to the real meat of it. Here is that, like Christine or Chris Chan, or however you want to refer to them, I'm trying to be because I'm getting there. I'm I'm trying to be very respectful, but at the same time, you really have to wonder how do we put this, Christine Weston Chandler was AMAP, assigned male at birth. She transitioned sometime in the in the mid-2010s, somewhere about there. But for most of their adult life, they had been referred to as Chris Chan. And so that's where it kind of gets confusing. Apologies for slipping between pronouns. That, that, that That's my cross to bear on that one, because that's... It's also because as a cis person, it's this weird fucking default that I have in it. Well, here's here's like another thing that I have seen, and this will maybe take a little bit. Maybe we'll t- replace the heavy cross with a slightly less heavy cross for you. Okay, is that there's a lot of people that uh, that are trans, not straight, not cis, that dislike Chris Chan because <laughs> Chris Chan has come out and apparently has said that they had transitioned. And or or said that they had transitioned solely so that they could like pick up lesbian women. So that kind of 
absolves a little bit because of predatory behavior. I kind of get that. But at the same time, you know, again, we're not we've, we've stated this on previous episodes talking about some of these people who are, you know, very real people. We're not mocking. You know, that's where I want to really emphasize sure. this is that we're not. We're not setting out to make an example. We're not setting out to do any of that. It's as as close as I can get to factual as I want to. So the 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 Christine Chandler problem becomes okay some in the trans community don't believe that yeah. they that they transition genuinely but honestly is it it's not really my place to say that as sure. this person so so i'm just going to split the hair i'm just saying and... i'm just saying as a as a one she says white guy talking to another <laughs> she says white guy there seems to be a lot of confusion on this, and I right. think it's it's because there is also like the culture component of this individual. It's hard not to slip up. And we didn't even get to the part where uh, Chris Chan uh, assaulted a GameStop employee. Uh, that was the game place first, the Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh wait, no, two different. Oh god, two oh, different oops. events. Okay. <laughs> it's like, so so it's the, like, the first the first incident, uh 2008, they were banned from this place called the Game Place cuz uh, they were abusive to the staff, calling them a Jew. Can you imagine being called that by Chris Chan? Like just being like a no. person in real life. <laughs> just just it's I would be stunned. What do you do with that? I I would I would cl- I would have clocked out and just be like I'm going to try again tomorrow. Yeah, this is we're going to do a hard reset on today. Yeah. So three years later, Chris and her mother, Barbara, came back, took pictures of the store. The manager tried to intervene. They drove off and hit him with their car. They were captured. They were captured, resisted arrest. Both got jail time. Both served community service. This was 2011. Three years later, this is the one you were talking about. So because Chris Chan loves Sonic so much, they were very upset about a new Sonic game coming out called Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. Chris's logic about why they're upset is a little skewed, but essentially they had changed a, a small piece of Sonic's design. Essentially, because Sonic's arms in Sonic Boom were blue, and not the usual skin color that we associate in Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Sonic's arms are like that tan uh, color to differentiate yeah. it because it's got the white gloves and the tan. Taupe, there we go. They complained repeatedly about Sonic's arms being blue. They would go to game stores and then get banned from those malls and stores. Perfect example, 2014. Vandalized multiple Sonic Boom games at a local GameStop, asked to leave, and then someone starts recording. And this is the video that we have. Don't call anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing a tantrum and macing a GameStop employee. Macing! it's someone going, yeah, yeah. It's just like someone this 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 North this Carolina accent, sounding yeah. like they're they're calling a, a hog. 
but instead they're macing some guy like making eight bucks an hour who's going to get his cut because he's not selling enough edge cards. Yeah, I mean, and of course they were they were sentenced to court for that as well. Sure, um, they claim to be the victim. It's it's a very common Chris Chan thing is is you mace someone and then you say, "Well, I was the victim here." And then, then, then they fell victim to uh, Chris Chan fell victim to to blackmail. I mean, just uh, just once. Well, this was after her two back to back prison sentences. Yeah, the, oh. a group a group of trolls calling themselves the Idea Guys. They got him for six thousand dollars. I remember Sorry. hearing about this. Yeah. So Kiwi Farms, a site that exists to keep this sort of nonsense going by feeding these trolls information about these people that they refer to as lol cows because they can be milked for the lols. Mm -hmm. An admin or a mod on Kiwi Farms said, no, you know what? That's gone too far. The same people that wanted to, you know, that wanted to call the SWAT team in on Keffels yesterday. Or not yesterday, but recently. Right. The other day, yeah. You know, Chris Chan started a Patreon. Never really re- filled the request or or any of the you know the the patron levels there. It's just because it just the longer and longer you read more of this stuff, the worse it gets. Yeah, you don't feel good. Like there's no. once you get past that first round of snickering, you're just like this. I feel like on some level with Chris Chan, like how you react to Chris Chan is like I think like a the uh, expression of your morality and your ethics. Like, I like, like, I think that's like a thing that I can tell. Like, if I, someone just thinks like Christian, all the things Christian's done, um, and, and they're really heavily invested, like, I can thank you for saving me all the trouble of figuring out if you were a garbage person or not because you're obviously dog shit. Right. Because it, because folks strap in, it gets worse. I gotta take you to recent times because there's a there's a story at the end of this, so I gotta get there. But this this all just sucks. Long and short of it is, this cycle of abuse continued. They would go to these gaming spaces, make a big fuss about Sonic or some other thing, uh, be abusive to staff, get banned from places, get blocked on Twitter, you know, get into beef with YouTubers, nonstop, back and forth, just this type of thing. So. Because I'm just cutting through a lot of more recent stuff because it just gets worse. Trigger warning. We are going to be talking about some sick shit. And if you thought the rest of it was sick. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, what we're about to get to. There's uh, uh, just trigger warnings for everything. I mean, I think food, dogs left in the hot cars. Like it's just whatever it is that you think is going to happen. Skip about a minute and you should get through the worst of it. So July of last year, audio files and text messages leaked online in which Christine described in graphic detail how she sexually assaulted her own mother multiple times. So, um... Yeah, yeah, it's just... Barbara Barbara Chandler, uh, the mother, um, we've learned throughout, throughout the course of this, has dementia and obviously cannot consent to this. So right. this is this is a, a, a confession of a sex crime. Again, Kiwi Farms gets involved in this. The owner of Kiwi Farms, Null, that's the only way I have ever referred to this person. Null basically said that Chris 
privately disclose this. Chris Chan then confirmed the allegations in Twitter DMs with another YouTuber. Told people to publicly ignore the situation. Three days after all that came out, an emergency protective order got put in place. Christine was removed from her family home. As well, that sh- that's good, yes. But then, of course, like every time she's involved, she made it worse. Stole money from Barbara's bank account. Yeah, you know, and here's here's like the part, and this is maybe conjecture, but there's apparently an individual, we can we can edit this out. Mm. Apparently there's a name, a person named Isabel Jank mm. that was either the main person or part of a group of people that convinced Chris Chan to engage in this behavior. But at the same time, she engaged in the behavior. So, sure, so sure. We, we, we can't necessarily... This is where this, this is where it gets ethically sticky is that you can't is that you can't uh, say this person drove her to felony incest. Right, <laughs> right. It's, no, it's, no, I saw I'm saying I'm just saying like this seed was planted. And yeah. so it's like another thing of of internet people fucking with Chris Chan then creating something terrible in the world. So it's just like it's not even like it's just every point in time there's there's someone that encourages this. It's like the FBI and mass shooters. Yeah, there's there's there's, yeah, some, you know, this... there's a devil on your shoulder. <laughs> Gosh, Christian, can you help me build this pipe bomb? Right. <laughs> Thankfully, about a day or so later, they're arrested. But again, their arrest was also recorded by some looky-loos. So of course, the Kiwi Farms folks and whoever else wanted it disseminated that court proceedings and all that was you know was documented as of now chris chan is still in in a jail in virginia there was over the weekend this past weekend this is why this all came up there was over the weekend someone on 4chan uh, doing a green text which is where they uh, use uh, the great the lesser than symbol to turn the text screen and tell a story Someone on 4chan posted that Chris Chan had escaped from prison. <laughs> so for a while there, I was I believed it. Uh, and then I remembered, like everyone says about 4chan posts, that it was fake and gay. So, um, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So a, a real story of the Internet destroying someone's life. I mean, just... Were yeah. it not, were, were Chris Chan to have ignored the Encyclopedia Dramatica posts, were Chris Chan to have ignored the multiple times people have reached out to them and attempted to extort them or to uh, get them in these awkward situations or put them in jeopardy in some way, this all could have been avoided. This person's life was ruined, ruined by the internet. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Perfect. Cut. Print. No notes. No. Look. There's just there. There's no. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, <laughs> Sonic should um have blue arms. <laughs> I see Chris Chan's in the crowd tonight. I don't know. After after all that, man, I feel like uh, I feel like the shot shocked up JPEG is going to be super easy this week. Oh, is it? Is it like a 
video of someone pouring gasoline on a kitten or something? <laughs> no. Uh, so so this week's uh, shock.jpg is actually a classic bait and switch site. You gotta love the bait and switch sites. You know the thing. You go to a thing and it says, oh, um, it, 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 click here to help the dogs. And then it's a picture of a, a, of a guy putting a grenade in his butt or something. You know, just it's a bait and switch. Somebody's going to get tricked by this. Well, this one, I picked it because of the name. The name is just so perfect. Glory Hole Foundation. <laughs> Who would fall for this? I mean, I, I don't I, know. I, guess... I don't know. Yeah. So Old guys at golf. Exactly. See, that's what it was. It was it was disguised as a nonprofit golf and country club for the elderly. So it really it literally was old guys who golf who were the targets of this. I just imagine like some old dude driving a Jaguar that's in the shop like half of the year with like a Thai <laughs> wife. Uh, my my grandfather used to be a marshal uh, post retirement at a golf course, so I grew up playing golf from time to time, and I remember just like the old shitty white guys, like that would that, and my grandfather being working class, which is like these guys are kind of, yeah, I'd like to take their money when we play. So yes, I, I would say a lot of old white guys that play golf should probably go to the Glory Hole Foundation and see what's on there. What- <laughs> so it's it's a it's a really simple site it's really classic early web 1.0 type stuff simple logo button that says enter website so you click enter website when you did that a short gif of two men having anal sex and then very loud audio of a man moaning the the kid that set like all of the school home pages in like the in the computer lab and you know the high school kid that did that was probably a legend also probably got expelled oh yeah because because this is like whitehouse.com times like a thousand yeah yeah well it, it gets worse so aside from just that early web browsers could be tricked into opening two windows that bounced around the screen displaying the gif you would have to go in Windows to Task Manager to kill the browser if you knew how, which <laughs> for some people, they do not know how to do that. So yeah, it was not only a bait-and-switch site, but it was also one of those things where it's like very obviously trying to get you to click this while at work and to get you in trouble with your, either your employer or your, your place of higher education. So yeah, Gloriable Foundation, just perfect. Twitch streamers are uh, were still getting hit with it as of a couple of years ago. <laughs> but, uh, I, but but I think as of like 2015 it shut down. But but boy, you know, early days of Twitch. If you could if you could get somebody with that, that was a crowning achievement. On like like the early days of Rickrolling. It's amazing how just like one of the oldest pranks on the internet it's just like the simple bait and switch like oh you thought you won a thousand dollars actually here's you know here's goatsey or here's a prolapse anus a carnival cruise ship who knows all inclusive they say all inclusive boy they mean it listen barbara we didn't have to pay extra for it so we shouldn't complain bear down and relax it'll be over soon yeah (laughs) barbara go back to your glass of cocktail sauce we'll be it'll be okay (laughs) Taking it like a shot, yeah. God, that's disgusting. Like, I, this is one that I don't even want to click on. 
No, because, do not do because it. Yeah, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the screamer wiki you sent me to, yeah. the links, it says, no, the following web pages contain pornography, which is not what upsets me. It is no. may also harm your computer, which is like the right. part where it's like, I don't want to fix my computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recommend actually going to them. You can see the front pages on the, the Wayback Machine on web.archive.org. Just take a look at how they faked you out. There was another one from the same group of people that called itself Desk Corporate IT. <laughs> That's just an SEO engine. Just, yeah. It was literally helpdeskcorporate.com, which is the most legitimate sounding of the two sites. Boy, tricking people into clicking uh, gay porno was really... I mean, we talked about we talked about uh, Lemon Party before. Yeah, it's the same. Gay people on my internet? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> okay. Now, here's, here's the perfect transition. Hit me. Good video games out of CD Projekt Red? It's less likely than you'd think. <laughs> I see on the I see on the show notes here for this week's breath mint. Yes. You want to lead with is Cyberpunk 2077 finally a good game? Yes. And I'm going to have to say that the fact that I've only progressed like one mission past the intro segment, mm-hmm. like when you're really in the open world doing the open world shit, I've only progressed like one mission it took me a year and a half to get past the fucking cab mission. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's not a good game still. <laughs> this is the Breath Mint part of the show where we talk about stuff that's a relief from all the horrible shit that we were just talking about for the past hour. For me, a lot of this has to do with the big update, the 1.5. It's just pushed out recently. But then also, if you own a copy of the PS4 version of the game, and you own a PS5, you get the free PS5 upgrade. Now, granted, it it is a 91 gig download, so it did take the better part of 18 hours to download. But the improvements that they've made with both the 1.5 update and the PS5 enhancements, it's almost the game that we thought it was going to be at launch. Not quite there yet, but a lot of the really big, obnoxious stuff is gone. So you've got proper day-night. You've got driving that doesn't feel like shit. You've got, with the PS5, some really interesting haptic feedback for the shooting. They've implemented the PS5 speaker to do some of the sound effects, so it's a little bit more immersive. There's just quality-of-life graphical improvements. The map's really been fixed a lot more. You can toggle by gig or by access point, which is really nice. Fast travel's improved. A lot of the big complaints that I had at launch are pretty much smoothed over. Now, the game did crash on me last night after I had put this in the document, so that's why there's a question mark. Because I'm still not quite there, but I think it's getting there. It's a No Man's Sky situation. It's a work in progress. I feel like the No Man's Sky team made good on their mistake much quicker and much more efficiently. Cyberpunk 277... It's been about, I mean, I think I fired it up sometime this year and played it for like an hour and was just like, this still kind of sucks. This still kind of feels like a weird PS1 game in some way that I can't describe. It's like playing Driver 2, but <laughs> someone put like like Ghost in the Shell aesthetics over it. Yeah, it's like that weird siphon filter sequel that nobody liked. 
Uh, Siphon Filter One, I think, is very underrated. I think it was yeah. pretty creative. Give it a shot. Just, just give it a shot. I, I, I the, the new updates. Are you what, what you're playing on Xbox? Correct. Uh, no, uh, okay. I do not have Cyberpunk for Xbox. I have it for PC. Gotcha. And admittedly, my uh, graphics card is a little dated, and it does have trouble running Cyberpunk in sub-respects. Mm-hmm. So I do know some of the performance issues. I'm running up against because my right. graphics card is the the weak link. But mm-hmm. even then, there are things that happen. There are gra- graphical glitches where I'm like, even on low settings, like this mm. shouldn't be happening. Like that's I know, like yeah, like um, that's, that's fair. And, and, and I, I've had that same experience. I actually have a copy on both the PC and or the PlayStation. Oh, look at you, Mister Moneybags. Well, I, <laughs> or did you, it was did on you... a deep, deep discount after it came out and everyone was really disappointed <laughs> in it. So I, I bought one copy for the map and all the cool stuff that came in because there's the stickers mm-hmm. and all the stuff in the box and all that. And then a couple months ago, Target was selling the PlayStation version for like 10 bucks. I said, okay, 10 bucks. Yeah, I got to give it a shot. I think I, saw, I, I think I saw places like even like pennying it out so you could mm-hmm. get it for a like penny. I mean, yeah, I mean, I saw copies at five below. So, I mean, you know, it's it, it had a it had some problems, but uh, that's why I wound up with two copies of it <laughs> because I was like, well, price God, right. you're like the guy that collected copies of uh, like Shaq Fu or something. <laughs> the guy with all the VHS Jerry Maguire's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Gosh, I mean, that just shows you how you can be so bamboozled. A, uh, a, the PR demo presentation because mm-hmm. I remember oh. being like in my friend Danny's apartment in like 2017 just be like this game's gonna be so fucking sick oh fuck mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill my parents I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> and, uh, and, and then there'll be nothing to stop me from playing cyber and then well, like I played it and like within like the first hour I'm just like uh, this, this is bad this is this is really bad. This is a very bad game. This is like this is worse than No Man's Sky on release. Bad. Yeah. And I feel like that's saying a lot. And and the Witcher games are supposedly super great. I've never played any of the Witcher mm-hmm. people going yeah. on about them, but this just seemed like a big old dog turd. And um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. There there were some real issues. Yeah, uh, I mean, like some of the shit was kind of funny, but also like one of the things. It felt aesthetically at battle with itself because, like, no one's cyberpunk character ever like looked cool because the armor sets were done really weird. Mm-hmm. So everyone just looked like like they like stumbled into a clothing rack at Playo's closet in the future. Like, oh, so you're gonna be wearing like a traditional Japanese like coat, but then you're also gonna be wearing like punker dude shorts. God, it just seemed like a game that was in development held to the extent that it probably should never have come out. Mm-hmm. Stylistically, it's not really sure what it wants to be. It wants to be a Philip K. Dick story. It wants to be a Gibson novel. It wants to be uh, Neil Stevenson, which Snow Crash was a fucking parody. Okay. It, it wants to be all of these things and it can't really decide on anything. And then Keanu Reeves is in it. And it's just like. I think the probably one of the biggest faults is that, like, structurally, it just isn't where it should be. Like, just mm-hmm. how the game works, how the, the open world, you know, breathes is mm-hmm. not structurally functional or believable. And 
I think that was like one of the things like the studio that did like The Witcher and did The Witcher, you know, Witcher 3 is considered to be one of the greatest games of its time. We couldn't figure out how to like make driving work or how to make like police cars show up. And mm. so like they, they just didn't have like the resources to really do this game. I tried playing a game the other day that was on Game Pass called The Evil Within. Oh that, yeah, Tango uh, Gameworks. We talked about them before. Have we? Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, the Evil Within is Shinji Mikami from Resident Evil series, Resident Evil 1. And this is a guy who has a really good pen gaming. And The Ghost Within is a fucking shit show of a game. The Evil Within came out the same time as the Wolfenstein sequel, the new, the new Colossus. And I remember working with a guy. I told him, um, he was kind of a nerdy guy too. And I was like, hey, have you played the new Wolfenstein game? It's actually kind of, it's got some problems, but it's generally like really fun. I'm really enjoying it. And he's like, oh no, I've been playing The Evil Within. It's kind of shitty, but there's a lot of really cool stuff to it. And that's like all he really said was like, yeah. I asked him about like, hey, you still playing? He's like, yeah, this is a game that just doesn't want me to play it. <laughs> like is, you don't really understand what you're being thrown into. There are stealth mechanics that are never properly explained. Mm-hmm. Um, aesthetically, I see what they're trying to do. It feels feels like you're playing like like a Dreamcast game in a, in a certain way. There's like a lot of interesting ideas, and I know there's more interesting ideas to be had. I just don't want to put the time in playing a seven-year-old janky game mm-hmm. that is from an era where janky games exist i know we just got done talking about cyberpunk but like <laughs> like this game should have been better but this felt mm. like bioshock infinite and in that like this feels like this has been in development hell for so long that who knows what this is supposed to be anymore even within two i can recommend so, for sure okay you've played it yes uh, i've actually it's one of the because i really i felt exactly like you did about evil within that there was just a lot of potential, but man, they really missed something. And you can jump right in with Evil Within 2 because they give you the brief summary in the opening, like all good sequels should. Mm-hmm. Of the story so far, it immediately veers off into a, a strange turn with the plot. It is an interesting game. It looks very, very Silent Hill. There's a lot of references and riffs that Evil Within 2 does within its environments and these gorgeous set pieces. The game itself doesn't quite get there, but it is an interesting experience. It has far fewer problems than the first one, but not none, but it has far fewer. So if you have the stomach for it, if you feel like going for it, Evil Within 2 is worth a shot. They... um, they improved a lot, but it's still not quite there. I doubt it'll ever get a third in the, in that series. So we won't get a Dead Space 3, you know, um, where it... Microtransaction kinda... hell. Yeah, exactly. Ah, you have to do a microtransaction to turn left. <laughs> <sighs> I, um, I was so turned off by playing Evil Within that I went through Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm going, I'm going, oh, fuck, I got Rare Replay. You know, there's some games on there I haven't played oh, yeah. forever. And uh, I remember being like, oh, I could probably get in the perfect dark. I could mm-hmm. 
I do not want to play Banjo Kazooie because I feel like that is meant to hurt me. So I was like, oh, Blast Core. Oh. oh I love Blast Core. And so I, I, I spent part of a day off, like in between cleaning the apartment, just playing that game and sitting down and just being like, wow, it's like a weird techno hillbilly soundtrack. And it's very rare. Like that, mm-hmm. it really felt like like this is what an early N sixty four vibe should be, and uh, and also then just realizing like the same levels I hated when I was ten years old as a thirty six year old man, I also still think fucking suck. <laughs> and like, oh, this is really really cool. This is fun. I love all these weird little machine jank going on here, but it's like it's really endearing. And then you're just like, I hate the dump truck and like fucking whipping it around. And, and there's like one ep- one level where where you don't have a good lead time and you don't have good train to actually do the whipping because the, the mechanic with the dump truck is that you gotta do like a like a fishtail and at the back end of the is where you do all the damage so you're kind of like slapping your ass vehicle into these buildings to destroy them. The problem is you have like muddy terrain or dirt terrain which slows you down too much to actually effectively turn your ass into the buildings so it's just like really frustrating and i'm thinking like i think i spent like a whole entire day of spring break probably like in the fifth grade like just doing this one level and i'm like i'm not gonna do this now yeah <laughs> why do this to yourself yeah i mean everything up to that point was fantastic and i'm sure it's, i'll give that level a shot again i'll get like on the second try but right now i'm kind of like yeah you know that was a nice little bit of nostalgia, but I am not going to see this one through, I don't think. No, um, you're, not, you're not going the completionist route on, on Blast Core. So have you, have you finally watched House of the Dragon? I have not. I have been... The, second, I, level, the second episode sucks. Okay. So, <laughs> so as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm going back through Better Call Saul, uh, trying to soak it all in before sitting down with the final season. And so I'm... I'm trying to kind of clear my palette as it were uh, of everything else i've got a few things on the list that i definitely want to check out but yeah so house of the dragon second episode no go huh it is the worst thing about doing shows like this particularly if you're going from a a source material like a book or Mm -hmm. a comic book is that sometimes you're going to end up with episodes that are they don't really have an arc to them necessarily. Like like the stakes, you're setting up the stakes for an episode that you are not going to be watching. So it's setting the table. Yeah, you're you're not you're not uh, doing a lot. There's some really interesting stuff, and there's some really interesting exposition. But it's kind of a snoozer of an episode. The first episode kind of felt like the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones, and the second episode kind of felt like one of the last two seasons of game of thrones where it felt like there was like a kind of a lot of jumping around and i'm like don't i i hope they're just doing this so they can set the table so the next couple episodes are really cool mm. but it it makes me scared because like i watched the first episode again with some friends and they were like oh yeah this is this reminds me of game of thrones like when it was good and this is really neat and uh and, you know, we were all very enthusiastic and the second episode is just like, ooh, there's just too much like jumping around and it feels like there's something really condensed here. There were relationships that were growing and 
you really would feel like that could be an arc that goes over an episode or two, but it's it's happening within like 30 minutes. And you're like, oh, it really would have been cool to see how certain things flesh. And I know we all can't have one-to-one reenactions of our favorite books and comic books, like in serialized television or in movies. But sometimes it's like, man, I wish y'all could stop and smell the roses on. Feel like there's something interesting could be teased out of here, either through your interpretation of the original materials or what's expressed in the original materials themselves certain elements that i'm not sure because i haven't read uh, iron blood but it feels like they're kind of glancing over or skipping over certain things in fire and blood to um kind of get to like something that they really want instead which i felt was a problem with the layer uh, layer season it feels like there are certain things in the second episode that could have been teased out a little bit better because there's certain developments where it's just kind of like, oh, I get, well, I guess that's what's... And you don't really feel... Like, you see where the motivations are coming from, but you're like, ooh, I wish there was a little bit more to chew on here. Well, that about does it for the program. I'm going to give you all our socials and tell you where to harass us about various things that we've talked about tonight. On Twitter, at 48MinutesOfDogs. On Patreon... Also, patreon.com slash 48 minutes of dogs. You can find me, Jason, on Twitter at video crime, V I D E O C R I M E. Brian, you're on Twitter at I shot Guy Debord. That's I S H O T G U Y D E B O R D. And right. I believe the website for your music photography is asshole music photographer. Dot com. Did I get all that right? Yes, sir. That is correct. <laughs> That's right. The Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. Brian. Uh, so, Brian, having a bit so of a you're technical... telling me JFK's head just did that? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so... <laughs> That's very That's fascinating. Wild stuff. Uh, Dana Carvey doing, doing Johnny Carson uh, breastfeeding Jay Leno is just for whatever reason, is in my head. Um, it didn't actually happen, by the way. That's me mashing up two things that happened on the Dana Carvey show, which was Bill Clinton breastfeeding kittens and then him doing a Johnny Carson impression that Johnny hated. What's the phone number they can harass us at? That's correct. Thank you for the reminder. I always forget because we have yet to receive a phone call. But I'm hoping that this one, this one's going to make the difference. That's 314-AHOY-POO. And if you like to spell with your telephone or don't know how, that's 314-246-9766. And via email, comments, complaints, recipes for cake, four eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. I was doing my radio voice there. You like that one? <laughs> Dot com. Listen, listen, if you're uh if you're a junior investigator with the FBI and you're trying to make a name for your we'll do anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of doing anything, we're going to close the show out with some great music here. It's a group called Emperor X. I just discovered them courtesy of, of all places, Reddit. Oh, you know what? The last show I photographed before the pandemic was uh, Emperor X, mm-hmm. uh, Taco Cat, and AJJ at Growlers in Memphis. It was an excellent fucking show. Well, Emperor X here is to take us out of the program. The song is called Wasted on the Senate Floor. 
And as we always say at this time, namaste, motherfucker. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. We ran a crowd in the Philippines, interpreting what all words and means. When he said life must be durational, that feels a million to one. The lasting grace of the carpeting, trade missionaries at the bargaining. We have no use for tricky marketing, we make self-evident claims. We say let the products sell themselves, we say let the products sell themselves. Say, let the product sell itself. The Minutemen said, Woo!